So much for flowers and a GetWell card. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we read the entire Bible in a year. How are you today? Well, I hope. It's good to see you. Our reading today is Job 5 and 6. After that, I'll have some comments. Then we'll do our On This Day in Church History segment, and we've got some prayer requests today. All right, let's begin. Job chapter 5. Call out Job, see if anyone answers. Is there any angel to whom you can turn? To worry yourself to death with resentment would be a foolish, senseless thing to do. I have seen fools who looked secure, but I called down a sudden curse on their homes. Their children can never find safety. No one stands up to defend them in court. Hungry people will eat the fool's crops, even the grain growing among thorns and thirsty people will envy his wealth. Evil does not grow in the soil, nor does trouble grow out of the ground. No, indeed, we bring trouble on ourselves, as surely as sparks fly up from a fire. If I were you, I would turn to God and present my case to Him. We cannot understand the great things He does, and to His miracles there is no end. He sends rain on the land, and He waters the fields. Yet it is God who raises the humble and gives joy to all who mourn. He upsets the plans of cunning people, and traps the wise in their own schemes, so that nothing they do succeeds. Even at noon they grope in darkness. But God saves the poor from death. He saves the needy from oppression. He gives hope to the poor and silences the wicked. Happy is the person whom God corrects. Do not resent it when He rebukes you. God bandages the wounds He makes. His hand hurts you, and his hand heals. Time after time he will save you from harm. When famine comes, he will keep you alive, and in war protect you from death. God will rescue you from slander. He will save you when destruction comes. You will laugh at violence and hunger and not be afraid of wild animals. The fields you plow will be free of rocks. Wild animals will never attack you. Then you will live at peace in your tent. When you look at your sheep, you will find them safe. You will have as many children as there are blades of grass in a pasture. Like wheat that ripens till harvest time, you will live to a ripe old age. Job, we have learned this by long study. It is true, so now accept it. Job chapter 6 If my troubles and griefs were weighed on scales, they would weigh more than the sands of the sea, so my wild words would not surprise you. Almighty God has shot me with arrows and their poison spreads through my body. God has lined up his terrors against me. A donkey is content when eating grass, and a cow is quiet when eating hay. But who can eat flat, unsalted food? What taste is there in the white of an egg? I have no appetite for food like that, and everything I eat makes me sick. Why won't God give me what I ask? Why won't he answer my prayer? If only he would go ahead and kill me. If I knew he would, I would leap for joy, no matter how great my pain. I know that God is holy. I have never opposed what he commands. What strength do I have to keep on living? Why go on living when I have no hope? Am I made of stone? Is my body bronze? I have no strength left to save myself. There is nowhere I can turn for help. 
In trouble like this, I need loyal friends, whether I've forsaken God or not. But you, my friends, you deceive me like streams that go dry when no rain comes. The streams are choked with snow and ice, but in the heat they disappear, and the stream beds lie bare and dry. Caravans get lost looking for water. They wander and die in the desert. Caravans from Sheba and Tima search, but their hope dies beside dry streams. You are like those dry streams to me. You see my fate and draw back in fear. Have I asked you to give me a gift or to bribe someone on my behalf or to save me from some enemy or tyrant? All right, teach me. Tell me my faults. I will be quiet and listen to you. Honest words are convincing, but you are talking nonsense. You think I'm talking nothing but wind. Then why do you answer my words of despair? You would even roll dice for orphan slaves and make yourselves rich off your closest friends. Look me in the face. I won't lie. You've gone far enough. Stop being unjust. Don't condemn me. I'm in the right. But you think I am lying. You think I can't tell right from wrong. Well, last week we read the beginning of Eliphaz's remarks to Job, in which he basically said that obviously Job is suffering because there's some sin in his life and God is punishing him. Well, in today's reading, among other things, Eliphaz continues his oh-so-helpful and compassionate statements by saying how happy Job should be since God is correcting him. And he concludes by saying that he and his friends are speaking from having studied these things for a long time and that Job ought to just accept it. (laughs) Well, there you go. So much for flowers and a get-well card. It's amazing how hurtful some people can be when someone they know suffers some calamity. Listen, when a friend of yours is hurting or sick or has suffered some sort of loss, don't try to make this a teaching moment. That is not being a friend. The best thing you can do is just be with them, sit with them, pray with and for them, bring them a meal. Just love them. Well, after Eliphaz has his say, Job has to say something. And oh my goodness, Job's despair is palpable, isn't it? His physical pain is unbearable, but that's only part of the pain he's suffering. His spirit is broken too. He had to sit and listen as his so-called friend said that he must have done something to deserve the calamities. And in the words we read today, he shows that he feels as if he's become a target for God's wrath. Remember Jesus' words on the cross? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Such hopelessness and utter despair. Next week, we'll read more of what Job had to say in response to Eliphaz, and they are heartbreaking words. And almost 13 years ago exactly, I interviewed my friend Kenny Metcalf. Kenny was the keyboard player for the band Striper back in the 80s. As a matter of fact, Kenny was the guy who shared the gospel with the members of the band before they were known as Striper and brought them to Christ. Well, a few years after he left the band, Kenny was stricken with an autoimmune disease that caused sores all over his body, literally, from the top of his head to the bottoms of his feet. He truly had a Job-like experience. Now, in the interview, we talked about his early life, how he knew the guys who would become the band Striper. We talked about his touring with a band, his disease, and how he praised God even as he was near death, and how God healed him. If you'd like to hear that interview, just go to kenny.lifespringmedia.com. I also videotaped the interview, and I've got much of it up on YouTube. 
Now, this was 13 years ago, so the video quality is not great, but you might enjoy watching. The interview had to be broken up into several segments, too, because back then, YouTube wouldn't let you post long videos. I, I don't remember what the limit was, but it was like, I don't know, five or ten minutes. Well, if you want to see the videos, I've got the links on the show notes page for this episode. I'll also have a link to Striper's website, in case you're curious. Well, what did you think about my comments today? Let me know with your own comments. Go to comment.lifespringmedia.com and tell me what you thought. Agree? Disagree? Have you been in a position like Job? I'd like to hear about it. Tomorrow, we're going to read Isaiah chapters 12 through 17. On this day in church history, September 16, 1924, Anthony J. Showalter passed away. He was an American Presbyterian writer of many, many hymns, of which his best known is Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, for which he wrote the music. It was first published in 1887, and according to the website hymnary.org, that's a great website if you're a lover of hymns, they said Mr. Showalter received two letters one evening from former music students, both of whom were grieving over the death of their wives. He had heard a sermon about the arms of Moses being held up during battle and managed to form a tune and a refrain for a hymn, but struggled to find words for the verses that fit. Well, he wrote to his friend in Ohio, Reverend Elisha Hoffman, who had already composed many hymns and asked if he could write some lyrics for the music, which he gladly did. Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, by the way, is one of my favorite hymns. And on this date in 1976, in Minneapolis, the Episcopal Church approved the ordination of women to the priesthood, specifically approving an action in which four bishops had ordained 11 women to the Episcopal priesthood on July 29, 1974, in defiance of church law. A couple of days ago, a LifeSpring Family Audio Bible family member by the name of James bought a copy of Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide as a gift for the man who leads his Bible study and also teaches Sunday school. This man, whose name is Isaiah, sounds like a great guy and servant of the Lord. And I was happy to send the book out to Isaiah and really pleased that James took advantage of the promo code PODCAST. That way, I was able to save James a few dollars, and at the same time, he was able to give a gift to his teacher and help support the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible. That's a win-win-win in my book. If there's somebody in your life who you'd like to send a copy of my book to, you can do that by going to BibleNames.link. And remember to use that promo code PODCAST, and you'll get the same 25% off that James got. Well, beloved, we have some prayer requests today. My friend Dell sent a report to me today. Um, Kathy, of course, as you might remember, is or has been suffering with various kinds of cancer for many years. And uh, she right now is at the City of Hope, and she's receiving, I think, radiation therapy right now. I don't think it's chemotherapy right now, but to be honest, it's hard for me to keep track because they keep switching back and forth between radiation and chemo. But anyway, Dell said... Um, she seems to be doing a little better today. She was able to eat a little more, but swallowing is still very painful. The new medication appears to be working. Also, maybe it is a chemotherapy. 
but it needs to build up in her system before we know if it's too strong. This whole chemotherapy thing, uh, boy, I tell you what, it is not science. It's, uh, it's an art. Uh, you have to get it just right. So we need to pray for Kathy. And then Sean sent in a prayer request and a praise today. First, the prayer request. He said, I personally know one pilot at United Airlines that is facing forced unpaid leave despite his legitimate religious exemption from taking the vaccine. Losing any income would create a big challenge to maintain his investments that he has carefully arranged for the benefit of his family and God's work. Additionally, he has many years of seniority accrued, and it would be a huge blow to his income and family plans to lose his position at that airline and start fresh somewhere else. And then he has a praise report as well. He said, I want to praise God for helping me find ways to stay connected with the church family. The leadership in my own church that I attend has made some decisions that I'm personally not comfortable with, but I value the direct relationships too much to let politics sever my ties here. And I, I can relate to that, uh, Sean. My youngest son, who I've talked about uh, just recently, uh, was serving a church in Orlando, Florida. That church has had some real problems, and a lot of people bailed. But uh, Tim and his wife, Val, have created such strong ties with the uh, a lot of the members there that the church is their family. So um, they're committed to that church. And, and I'm glad uh, to hear the same thing, uh, Sean, for you at your church. And then his praise report continues. He said, having the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible helps. Based on your recommendation, my wife and I started watching The Chosen. And isn't that great, Sean? I tell you, uh, every time Leanne and I watch it, uh, at some point in the episode, we end up in tears. I mean, it is just such a moving production. It's so good. So anyway, Sean continues. He said, uh, that's also helping us feel less isolated in this crazy world. And he said, praise God for all of you content creators and the amazing technological platforms that help us tune in. Yes, I, I praise God for those things as well. Let's pray. Lord God, Father, we thank you again for this time that we can lift up both requests and praises to you. We thank you that you hear us. Most of all, we want your will to be done in the situations we bring to you and you've told us that we can come to you with our petitions, so today we're lifting these to you. We pray now for my friend Kathy. Thank you for the little bit of progress with her cancer treatment, and thank you that she can swallow better, even though she's got pain. And I ask God that you would help her with the pain. She's had so much of it, Lord, and I ask that you would just touch her and bring relief. We pray today for Sean's friend, who's been put on unpaid leave at United Airlines, even though he does have legitimate reasons to decline receiving the COVID vaccination. This is a courageous thing to do, and he's following his convictions. And with Sean, we pray for him and all the other professionals that are being coerced into taking this new medicine that has previously never been used in humans outside of experimental trials. We pray that you would bless these people and that you would give them the strength to withstand the challenge. We pray that you'd help them through this time and that you would lead them to alternative situations that are even better than what they're being forced to walk away from. And we pray that in these circumstances, you would be glorified through their example. And with Sean, I praise you that you've helped him really find a home in his church. Lord, that's so important. You made us to be connected to one another. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, each one of us is a part of the body of Christ, and as such, 
we do not do well apart from the body. Thank you, Lord, for helping Sean be joined to your body in this place. And we do praise you, Lord, that you're using technology to spread the good news and to build a virtual family. I thank you for calling me to do this podcast, and I lift up all the others that you've called, not just to podcasting, but to all the other tools that have emerged over the years. From the first mass medium, the printing press, and the Gutenberg Bible, to radio, to television, to film, to all the different platforms on the internet. And who knows what's next? You do. And you already have a plan for whatever it is. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of what you're doing to reach people with the gospel. We ask that you help us to use these tools in the most effective way possible for your purposes and for your glory. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, beloved, when you send in your prayer requests, I will pray for you in my daily private prayer time, and I'll pray for you on the show so that we can all agree together as we take our requests to God. You can submit your prayer requests at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. It's an easy, quick form to fill out. You can give me as little or as much detail as you like, and if you need to or you want to be anonymous, that's okay too. sure you tell a friend about the show. If you like the show, you probably know someone else who will like it too. You can comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com and I'll read some of your comments on the show. I want to hear from you. Boost! So until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. I'm glad you were here today. I'm glad we got to see each other. I'm Steve Webb. Bye. Bye.